Hello, and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need. No matter if you're building, you're buying, or you're designing your next project, we got you covered here at The Home Building Hero with tons and tons of information. Today's topic, lot prices hitting a record high. Hello, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and it is my absolute pleasure to be talking to you today on The Home Building Hero. If you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. It's so simple. Wherever you're listening, just look for Home Building Hero, hit the subscribe button, and you are all set. You'll get notified every time we drop a new episode. So today we are talking about lot prices and how high they have gotten. And I hate to say this and be a little bit of a pessimist and start this on a downer, but it's not going to change anytime soon. Lot prices are going to continue to climb for a while. And there's some specific reasons why that's happening. And I'm going to go over that here in this podcast. But uh, I kind of got this idea for this article just seeing an email come in from the National Association of Home Builders. And they reported, and this is stuff that I've already kind of known, but it's nice to actually actually have facts behind your presumptions. And uh, this is pretty interesting, but they basically said that single-family lot prices last year, so 2018, they outpaced inflation, which means that they're growing faster than the rate of inflation. So uh, an average cost of a lot now has went up 4.4% versus 2.4% for inflation. So not quite double, but over 2% over inflation. And it's one of these things that's just going to continue, and there's a numerous reasons why. But um, you know we're seeing it, and I'm going to give you a local example because I think this this really speaks to the situation, at least in my state here in Wisconsin. And we can talk about some of the reasons why this is happening. But in my state in Wisconsin, last year, and you know we can kind of round the numbers a little bit, but last year just as a Example, we permitted 8,000 homes throughout the state of Wisconsin, okay? Now, back before the recession, when the housing boom was going on, we would permit almost 16,000 houses. So just want to give you a frame of reference. So we're building about half the number of homes that we normally build, okay? But guess how many lots we created last year? 3,300 lots, okay? So we permitted 8,000 homes, but we only created 3,300 lots. That means obviously we had some excess inventory, but that's not going to last. That's not going to last very long. And so we are now building more homes than the lots that we are creating. That is going to be a huge, huge problem because if... The building pace even just stays at where it's at. If the building market does not grow at all, we're going to run out of lots and lot prices are going to continue to shoot up. And the reason behind that is very simple. It takes a long time to create lots. You don't just say, okay, well, I got a piece of land. I'm going to carve it up and here we go. No, you've got to go through all these approval processes. You've got to go through, you know, your local municipality. You've got to go through the DNR. You've got to go through... Um, you know, sometimes county zoning and approvals, sometimes Army Corps of Engineer, and these things have to go back and forth. 
you have to usually go to meetings, you have to schedule the meeting to you know provide all your information in advance. So there's all sorts of things that have to happen in order for this to, to make sense and for this to actually go through. So even if somebody said right now, holy cow, I see there's a lot shortage, I'm gonna get going on a bunch of land. You know, you also have to look at financing and making sure that you can finance the project and get it off the ground and, and all those kind of things. So even if somebody has stuff that's shovel ready, you know, you still have to get that part of it going. And, you know, most developers were taken to their knees by the recession. So a lot of them are not going out and doing huge, huge projects right now or putting themselves too far out there. And that's the other issue with lots is most developers, especially if it's a smaller company, they're not going to go ahead and plat 100 lots tomorrow. They're probably going to plat 20 lots or maybe even less than that. And they're going to build those or sell those and then they'll go and plat some more. Now, in our state here in Wisconsin, that's extra complicated because you can't build year-round for subdivisions. In fact, you've got probably four to five good months of actual building season to build roads effectively and and create a subdivision. So when you look at something like that, it's very interesting how that dynamic happens because now you've got a short season. This year in particular was a horrible building season. It was cold and there's a lot of snow and we had lots of frost in the ground. The frost had to come out of the ground and then it just started to snow and snow and snow. Then that finally ended and then it was raining and raining and raining And it was not until the middle of July, believe it or not, before we had two days in a row where there was sunshine. We had to wait all the way till July. That meant that there was very little development work going on whatsoever. And that's just extremely difficult to get, you know, a project done. And then we had a very early winter hit in, um, you know, November here. We already were getting snow that we would normally not see till probably mid to late December. So we had a short development season, which means we have even less lots probably ready to hit the market. So those are some challenges and that's specific to our state, but it's obviously you know only going to do one thing and that's going to push those lot prices up because of supply and demand. But the other reasons why lot prices are going to go up and are continuing to go up is just the regulation. And of course, if you've heard other podcasts from me, you've heard me throw out that number, especially in my state here in Wisconsin, that our local state and federal government adds $84,671 to the cost of a home because of their regulation. Yeah, eighty four grand. That is a lot of money. Now, when you think about that and you look at that study, two-thirds of that cost is on the land development side. So that's really where it's over-regulated. And it really hasn't let up. I mean, there are still a lot of issues that you have to go through to get a project approved and the amount of time it takes. And you know, you, you've you gotten to the point now where you have to hire a team of experts to help you get through this process. And you need attorneys to navigate all the legal paperwork. You need account, sometimes accountants. Um, you need appraisers and you need engineers. And so... Everyone's got to do their part and it's it's expensive, it's time consuming and anytime there's a change, anytime there's a revision by a municipality, that costs time, that costs money. And both those things have a financial cost. Obviously, paying an engineer has a cost, 
but also when you lose time that costs the developer money as well because cost of materials continue to go up so the longer you wait the more that you're gonna pay for materials and then most likely there's a loan out there somewhere on the property and now you have the interest adding up and adding up and that can be thousands and thousands of dollars every month that you look at it so something to be very aware of and you know the study that the nhb did the national association of home builders uh, actually has different regions and they show the median lot price and um, they've got kind of of a color-coded graph of the median prices and uh, you know obviously on the east and west coast are extremely high prices at the real top of the spectrum and then also a little bit in the the south central so your texas louisiana those are kind of high as well and then you know next is sort of this um west north central region uh which would include like minnesota and missouri and iowa and the dakotas and then our our section's kind of right smack in the middle and Basically, it says that our average lot cost is 52000 in our state. And that might be true because if you look at the really further northern regions, you're probably having some affordable pieces of land up there. But the problem is when you get anywhere near a metropolitan area or even a suburb, in our area, our average lot cost is, is creeping towards $140,000. So, and there's not a lot of those available, to be honest with you. So, you know, there's probably a lot more of those very inexpensive lots up further north where there really isn't any other development. So that really skews the numbers. And if, if, if this was parsed down to suburban uh, areas or near metropolitan areas, I would imagine that those numbers would shoot up drastically. So it, it's interesting. And so the challenge, of course, for homeowners and consumers is, you know, if lot costs are, you know, basically going up at almost double the rate of inflation. And that means your wage is not going up nearly as much as the cost of lots. It's getting more and more unaffordable to buy and build a home. So something needs to be done about it and it needs to be said. We have got to continue to push our local officials, our elected officials to make good choices when it comes to development. Make sure that they are promoting housing and that they are you know, doing the right thing and holding them accountable to allow more housing and more lots because lot creation will then drive down, you know, the cost of lots and will also increase the inventory. And it's basic economics, right? It's supply and demand. If there are more lots available, guess what? The price will go down. And that's a good thing for the consumer. So, you know, if you hear of subdivisions going up in your area or things happening, you, you need to say, hey, this is a good thing. You need to talk it up because it's only going to improve the housing stock. Our kids and our families of the future need housing. We're not creating enough housing for the demand, and that starts with creating more buildable sites. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Home Building Hero. I would certainly love to hear from you, so if you'd like, feel free to go onto the website, homebuildinghero.com, and you can use one of the forms and it'll email me a comment. I would totally appreciate it. Otherwise, you can also reach me on Twitter at building underscore hero. And you can always tweet me there as well. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you don't miss any amazing housing content. I'm David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes. And thank you so much for tuning in to the Home Building Hero. And we'll talk to you soon.